us with us this morning. Bill, would you come? Uh, many of you uh, have been aware, or if you're new here, you're not aware that we support uh, Bill and Val Landis as missionaries from this church, and we're, and we're so excited to uh, partner with them and to support them, and and uh, it feels like it's been a while since Bill's here, and and we're we're excited to get an update and and hear what God is doing. They work with YWAM, which stands for Youth with a Mission in the Caribbean, and uh, I think God has some new projects uh, on their heart. And uh, so, why don't you just uh, extend your hands? We're going to pray for for Bill this morning. Thank you, Lord, for for Bill and Val. We just bless them today. Thank you, Lord, for health. For Bill this morning, uh, Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit's anointing is being poured out richly into him this morning. Lord, let us be just open vessels to receive what you have for us this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Alan. Yes, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm very glad to be here this morning. Um, I'm just going to start my... I'm a, I'm a missionary, and they say missionaries talk too long, right? So I got my timer here. And I'm going to start so that I don't uh, go too long. But uh, yeah, it's wonderful to be with you this morning. And we do say thank you for partnering with us. Uh, we've served in, in missions now for, uh, I started in 1980. So um, much of those years we've lived overseas in the Caribbean, uh, in, in Grenada as well. We started Youth with the Mission there in Barbados as well as in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And I'm especially glad to be here this morning because uh, last week I shared it at Newport, uh, sorry, at uh, Westgate, and then I immediately got sick for three days, so I'm just grateful to have health, uh, and I'm just aware of how, uh, really how fragile all of us really are, right? We're very, very dependent on the, on the sustaining power of our living God that lives inside of us, and so, yeah, it's a, a joy to be here. Uh, this, uh, Val sends her greetings, you saw her a little bit in the video, um, she could have come maybe, she was trying to weigh between here and going over to Guyana, where our three grandchildren are, uh, Josiah and Jordan, our son and daughter-in-law, uh, live in South America in Guyana. And there's three grandchildren and her grandma heart uh, won out. And so she is over in Guyana uh, until the, this weekend when I uh, go back home. And so she sends her greetings. Um, one cool thing I just heard from Guyana, I, I don't know, uh, you guys... Are you familiar with where Guyana is? Uh, it's, it's south um, of Barbados, south of Miami, and you go down. It's, a, it's the uh, northern part of, um, of South America. Anyway, it has lots of Amerindian groups, and our, our team has been working among the Amerindian groups. And just a, a quick uh, uh, encouraging word, I, I, you know, we, we're, we take for granted our Bibles, uh, but many places in the world are still getting Bibles. Uh, this Amerindian group only got the Bible in their own language four or five years ago. It was a huge celebration. They would just, I mean, uh, some of our staff were there. It's been an effort for many years. Anyway, they are so hungry for discipleship. And so our School of Ministry Development students and staff were up in the interior this last uh, month, and it was just full of the Holy Spirit. They're teaching how to hear God's voice, the character of God, all your, your foundational things. Anyway, they got to teach on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit fell in the place. And a whole bunch of these Amerindians spoke in tongues for the first time, and, and it was just, they were just overwhelmed by the presence of, of our king meeting them that way. And, uh, of course, 
all of our people were all jazzed at what the Holy Spirit was doing. And uh, so that's just a quick report that just came out uh, out of the interior. This is way up. Uh, you know, when you read National Geographic, it's those type of places. You, you take an airplane for two hours into the bush, and then you go up on a boat for like two hours on this little river, on these dugouts, and then you get off at a little beach, and then you hike up a mountain for an hour. I mean, steep rainforest mountain, okay, type of thing. And then you walk across the savanna for four hours, uh, and then you're there. And, and uh, so, anyway, that's the kind of adventure some of our, our young people are getting to uh, participate with. Anyway, in the back, uh, there is a sign-up sheet. If you don't get our newsletter and would like to, uh, it's a MailChimp. We send it out once a quarter. Uh, you're welcome to uh, sign up there, and we'll be happy to send it by email to you. Um, yes, we, we uh, for those that uh, don't know, we, we lived in, we've lived in Barbados the last four or five years. Uh, we're relaunching the work, and the, the video you just saw there uh, was the, the repeat, I mean, sorry, uh, the review of the last year. And uh, we've, we're excited that we're getting to do camps. Uh, before this, we did a, a year or two before that, we did a big evangelistic effort, uh, and the gospel was proclaimed in, in 100 plus schools. Uh, 45 some thousand people heard the gospel. Uh, we had responses of 20 some thousand. Uh, and as always, the big uh, gap is the discipleship. So we had responses, first responses, but we weren't able to uh, uh, see all of them discipled, and so there's a, we're continuing to work on the discipleship side of that uh, in Barbados. Uh, we're also very engaged in seeing prayer rooms launched in the Caribbean. Uh, there hasn't been prayer rooms, and so some of what we're going to talk about this morning comes out of our times in, in his presence. Uh, some of the, only, my, the things that I'm learning uh, I just, uh, as, this is uh, why we want to talk this morning. I asked Alan and, and uh, Merle if I could, because I, I just have a message that's been stirring in my heart uh, that I wanted to bring this morning. So I'm just going to pray and we'll jump in, okay? So uh, Holy Spirit, we're so grateful uh, that you were sent uh, by Jesus and by the Father to come and to lead us into all truth. And so we thank you that you're the teacher. Uh, you're the one that will take from the Father. Uh, you will take from the Son and reveal to us. And so we invite you to be our teacher this morning. Uh, we pray that you put uh, your words into my mouth, uh, that you would make the scriptures as we read them uh, come alive. And uh, we pray for the testimony of what you've done uh, to be, uh, build faith in every one of our hearts. And so we invite you to lead us uh, this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're, we're uh, uh, the topic I chose this morning is, is this idea of marvel at who Jesus is, and I think it's going to be on the screen behind me, so, uh, and who is Jesus? And I've walked with the Lord now for, since actually, uh, um, oh, there's Larry, hi, Larry and Laverne, uh, wonderful. Uh, this is one of my, my uh, first fathers in the faith, and uh, it's wonderful to see you. Um, yes, uh, so I, I, uh, I've walked with the Lord since I was, what was I, 15 maybe, uh, when I came to the Rhema Bible study at Twin Pine, and, uh, and I heard about Jesus being Lord and heard about the Holy Spirit and made Him my Lord, and uh, so I've, I've uh, had a journey with the Lord, and I am um, here today just to say that Jesus is more captivating than I ever imagined. And what we want to talk about today, 
I haven't arrived. I have so much more that he wants to reveal to me about his beauty and about his splendor, about his glory. And so this morning, I want to stir up your heart that uh, the desire of the Holy Spirit is to reveal who Jesus is so that your inner being is captivated. And my inner being is being captivated more and more. And uh, so we want to talk about that subject this morning. Um, I, I uh, uh, moved back to Barbados, Val and I did. And by the way, we are going to be moving to Lancaster uh, probably May next year. And there's a new YWAM being launched here in Lancaster. If you want to find out about that, you can just go on, online and, and sign up, and we'll start communicating more and more about that. Um, so I, when we moved back to Barbados, we helped start 25 years ago a missions movement, a modern-day missions movement from Barbados. Uh, we helped train the body of Christ there about the unreached and about those who had never heard of Jesus, because in Barbados at that time, 25 years ago, most people thought everyone heard about Jesus, because in Barbados we had, we had these evangelistic efforts regularly. And, uh, and so we ended up being able to see missionaries go from Barbados to West Africa, to Brazil, to Guyana, to um, Albania, and we planted churches among the unreached and in, in, uh, the gypsies of, of uh, Albania. Anyway, recently, though, the missions movement has really uh, declined. And so we had a veteran missionary named Alwyn Frost, and she was with us in Barbados. And I asked, what happened? Why did we see this de decline? And, and she presently still serves in Central Africa and has taken the gospel to two unreached people groups. And uh, she, she's the one who started me a bit on this journey. And she said this, uh, she said, I said, what will it take again to see Barbados uh, carry the good news to other lands. And she said, really, it, it won't happen unless the believer is captivated by the person Jesus. And uh, so that's what started me on this journey is, what does it mean to be captivated by him? How does he engage our heart? Um, and so, uh, you know, we have Jesus, every year we celebrate him at, in the manger, uh, which is right, and, and it's, it's good to do that. It's a celebration of him coming to earth. Uh, we celebrate him at, East, at Easter on the cross, you know, taking care of our sin and making it possible for us to go into uh, the Holy of Holies with the Father again. Uh, we celebrate him rising from the dead, uh, but he didn't stop there, okay? He is now a ruling king, and there's so much more for us to discover about him, and that's what we want to talk about today. So I could tell you many stories. Uh, I have a whole list of them here. I'm going to tell you one. And by the way, you're going to get to engage this morning, so uh, uh, be thinking about who Jesus is because you'll get to talk to your neighbor in a minute uh, about who Jesus is, okay? Um, but for me, uh, I was a young man, this is 35-some uh, years ago, and we were proclaiming the gospel down in Guatemala. And uh, in Guatemala at the time, there was lots of evangelism opportunities. We, we uh, went to a very poor community. And for a whole week, we did a production called Toymaker and Son. It was an allegory of the Bible. And uh, at the end of the week, the, the, we saw lots of uh, people come to know Jesus that week. Uh, it was, uh, but they were determined to feed us a meal. Okay? And you have to understand that many of us Americans don't eat, and our hygiene is different. And so when you get a meal in a very, very poor place in Guatemala City, okay, uh, it meant that you might get sick if you ate it. 
So we told the students and the staff that you can pray and do in faith what the Lord tells you to do. So I prayed in faith, and the Holy Spirit said, eat it. So I ate it with celebration and prayer, and I got deadly sick. Uh, that didn't seem to work very well, right? I, I got amoebic uh, dysentery, and it was, I was really, really sick, okay? And I, the next week, we had an opportunity to go to the Guatemala University, which is about 30 to 40,000 students at that time. And uh, we did not know it, but no one had preached the gospel there for five years, okay, and got away with it without a riot. We didn't know that. We were totally ignorant of that. So we were set up to, to present the gospel in, in public places there. And, but I was sick, and I was helping lead the team. I was like, I was up all night, and, and you know, um, anyway, in the middle of the night, okay, I'm, you know, going to the bathroom and then laying back down, and then um, in the middle of the night, Jesus comes, and he, the, he fills the room. His presence comes, this glow, okay, and he comes, and he touches my body. And as soon as he did, boom, it's gone. This is a dream. Okay, I don't, it was a dream vision thing, I don't know. But I, I, I didn't, when I woke up, I knew he had touched me. Okay, and all the sickness was gone. Okay, it was just gone out of my body. And, uh, and so I, that week, we started on Monday, and we had thousands of people around us. Okay, we were totally packed out. It was a carpet we rolled out, and uh, so we could proclaim, but there was no escape. Um, I, I have to admit, uh, Larry, you can hear this one. Uh, I, didn't, I had stopped speaking in tongues for quite some time because of a whole bunch of issues of my heart. Okay? But things were being thrown at us while we were... And I was on the stage too. Okay? I mean, you're, t- you're talking bottles are being thrown and all kinds of stuff is happening. And I'm like, I prayed in English like crazy. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to pray in tongues like crazy too. And I started praying in tongues. And all of a sudden, his presence fell you know, I thought we were going to get, have a riot. That's literally, I was thinking, we're no escape out of here. But when his presence came through the cross scene, through the resurrection, uh, through the, one, of them get, one of the people that crucified him got saved, we got to give testimony. Uh, somewhere between five and 800 people came to know Jesus that week. And then we found out no one got away with that before for five years, you know? And so, but I, my point is this is I had no problem telling people about Jesus, okay? I had just experienced him coming in the middle of the night and healing me, and we went out and talked everywhere, okay? So our, our talking about who Jesus is is because we've encountered him. It's that, that uh, connection at the heart level that transforms us. And so let's look at a couple scriptures. Uh, we're going to look at three scriptures, and then we're going to have a chance for all of us to talk a little bit. Okay, the first one's in Ephesians uh, 1 and verse 17 and 18. It says, The the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you uh, the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And I wanted to just to uh, uh, make note here, uh, it's, it talks about the spirit of wisdom and of revelation of the knowledge of him. And uh, this whole word revelation, I just uh, recently came to understand more depth of it. Uh, it has to do with this concept of unveiling, the removal of a curtain or something that's blocking you from being able to see. Okay? And it says the Holy Spirit has, wants to give us a spirit of revelation 
okay, of who he is. Okay, and it continues that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. Okay, isn't that interesting? The eyes, not eyes of our mind, but the eyes of our heart. Okay, sometimes, uh, particularly in our Western Christianity, we have engaged our mind a whole lot. Okay, and the desire of the, our, of the Holy Spirit is to engage our heart in a, in a journey of, of discovery of what he's like. Again, that experience with me, I had no argument from that day forward, there was no argument in my mind whatsoever whether Jesus heals. I mean, goodness, he came in the middle of the night and healed me, right? Okay, so it, it, there's no mind argument about it in my thinking, right? Because of the encounter spots. And so there's a desire of the Lord to bring this revelation, this unveiling of our eyes so that we see Jesus the way he is, so that our heart is captivated. The next uh, um, slide. It says that they will suffer the, this is 2 Thessalonians 9 and verse, uh, um, verse, chapter 1, verse 9 through 12. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might when he comes on that day to be glorified in, the, in his saints, to be marveled at among all who have believed because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the, the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So I, I just want to take this apart a little bit, but I want to focus on the word marvel again. Um, it says that... Uh, the punishment and eternal destruction is being away from his presence, away, you know, away from his glory. And I don't know whether you've given consideration of that, but our world has a lot of his presence left in it. If he didn't, his presence wasn't here, we would have total madness and chaos in our world. Okay? And eternal destruction is when you're away from his presence. Okay? His presence is the thing that that uh, gives life to me and to all of us. And so it's a, an important component of who he is. And then it says, to be marveled at among all who believe. And when I read this, uh, this year, earlier this year, I had to ask myself the question, am I marveling at who Jesus is? Do I marvel? How often do I marvel? When do I marvel? You know, what is, what is the word marvel? And I had to ask myself, um, you know, this whole idea of to marvel at um, has the concept of being captivated, uh, being awestruck, uh, so that you're, you just don't know what to say. You just, you're just dumbfounded. Your, your jaw hangs over. It's, it's totally um, engaging at a heart level, not a mind level, okay? It is uh, like, wow, amazing. Right? You're totally uh, captivated. It's not something that's just, uh, oh, well, yeah, it's kind of a nice little thing. You know, it is, it's not like that. When he comes in the room, uh, in our prayer room, we're learning to, to host his presence. And when he comes in the room, it's just so, like, you know, it's just, you just feel like, ah, oh, this is so, it just goes past the, the mind and connects at a heart level. And, and the longing of his presence to do that is what, what is, is, uh, it's about. 
you know, my, my son and I have been talking about the word worship, and the, the whole thing of the idea of worship is, is always has this uh, bowing of the knee, the prostrating of ourselves, because we've seen something so awesome we can't help ourselves. You follow me? That's what I am in need of more of. See Jesus like that. So I'm so captivated. And, you know, he came to, to make us priests. I'll read this later on in the talk. But we are, we, are, we, are, we are made to be priests to the Father. That's what Jesus came to do. He made me a priest. My first thing is to minister to the Father, to minister to who Jesus is, you know, to, to relate with him. Okay, and as I do, that's where my, high, my life comes, and then I have something to, to be, everywhere I go. I have, some, I have life for everybody because of that presence. I mean, I, I know you guys are talking about the Holy Spirit, and I've just been, I just been blown away recently thinking, yeah, is this, if I'm reading this right, it says that the third head, third one of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the one who spoke everything into existence, lives inside of me? You get that? The Trinity lives in me. The one who spoke it all into existence is inside of me, making known the, to, the, me, to me the Father, making known who Jesus is. And I just, I'm just again, my heart is, is stirred. You know, worship, oftentimes we think we have to, um, what do you call it, motivate ourselves to worship. But worship so often is a response of seeing something awesome. You follow me? It's a, it's a natural reaction to, wow, look at that. You know, uh, we've been worshiping, and some of our times we've been worshiping the, you know, we use the term King Jesus, and we've been adding the word righteous before that, the righteous king. Okay, this king only does what's right concerning me all the time, every moment, for all of us in this room and for all this world. Okay, and every mouth will be quiet someday, when we see him for who he is, okay, because he is absolutely captivating, okay, and I, my heart is being stirred in this journey of uh, marvel, to marvel at who he is. Okay, the next slide here is uh, John uh, 7, uh, 37 through 39. Uh, Jesus said, on the, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not been glorified. So again, note that there's this, out of his heart will flow streams of living water, okay? Because we've been in his presence, okay? And out of that, the Holy Spirit, these streams, living water, come out of our heart. So I, what I'd like to do is take uh, uh, four minutes. Each of you have two minutes. There's a, a set of questions coming up here. Um, and I would like you to tell a story of where, because the power of our testimony is that Jesus has encountered you on your journey. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in this room. So tell your neighbor sometime when Jesus encountered you. Okay, and then we'll do two minutes, and then you'll get to flip to the other one. And it does not have to be big, okay? So for me, about two years ago, I'm, I'm uh, you know, sometimes we think of ourselves as something that we're not. I'm picking up garbage, okay, by our garbage house. 
And I'm complaining. I'm like, God, I'm 56 years old. I've done all blah, 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 blah. And God's like, you know, and I'm picking up garbage. And I'm complaining in my heart. You know, I didn't say it verbally. And I hear the Holy Spirit come. What is your issue? Can you not worship me picking up the garbage and enjoy my presence? Okay? And I just, it's the spirit of truth, right, that's come. Okay? Spirit of grace and truth comes. And he corrected me, and I asked him to forgive me, and I started worshiping picking up garbage. And now I enjoy picking up garbage because I will meet my, my father there. I'll meet my, my king there. Okay? That's the kind of simplicity of walking with our king. He corrects my heart, lest I become corrupt at my heart. Okay, so take two minutes. Uh, find a neighbor. You can stand up. You can sit down, whatever you like. But you each have two minutes. So I'll, I'll switch you in two minutes. Okay, if we could switch to the other person. I know that was short. And let the other person uh, tell a story when they encounter Jesus.
Okay, you can uh, start wrapping up. <coughs> okay. Isn't it good to tell the stories of how Jesus encountered our hearts? I know it's hard to stop, and uh, that's good. That's a good thing. I think of a story uh, when I came home from my first missions training, and uh, during my missions training, uh, one of my gods was money. And so uh, in my training, the Lord asked me to give what, everything I had away. And so I came home to get, and I needed a job. And I was uh, needing a pair of work boots for the job. And I only had $25 left to my name. So I, I went to a, a shoe store, and the cost was like $45 or $50 for the pair of boots I needed. So I was like, ah, what am I going to do? I only have 25 and so I heard the Holy Spirit whisper, just come back tomorrow. So I went on my way, and uh, of course, this was all new to me, okay, how to, how to trust the Lord. And anyway, I came back the next day, and the boots were $25. And I bought the pair. I still have the pair, okay? I figure I'm going to tell my children and my grandchildren of his provision of a pair of boots for me to, to do the work, you know? And so it's stories like that that our heart is engaged. You hear that? That captures my heart because the Holy Spirit is leading me each day and teaching me. So I, I would like to uh, uh, look at, uh, we're going to do something a little different maybe, I'm not sure, or maybe you do do this here, but uh, I find that um, oftentimes when we read the words of Jesus, we don't always, for me, I have not always come into agreement with them verbally with my actions or uh, with my, my mouth, you know? And so we're going to look at, uh, I love the, the Passion Translation has brought the Scripture alive in a new way to me, and we're going to look at John 17, and this portion of Scripture, we're going to look at about four or five or six verses, and what we'll do is I'll read the verse, and then our response is all of us will respond together. I grew up in the Mennonite church, used to do this responsive reading stuff, okay, and there's some real power in it, especially when we're agreeing with the words of Jesus, Right? So we're going to, I'll read the verse, and then all together we will respond, coming into agreement with what Jesus just prayed. This was his prayer. These aren't my words. These are his prayer before he went back to the Father. And so I want to agree with Jesus uh, for these things to take place. And so the first uh, verse is uh, verse 1 there. It says, uh, this is what Jesus prayed as he looked up into heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your Son, so that I will magnify your glory. And so we all respond with, we agree with Jesus. Unveil the glorious splendor of your Son. Let me see Jesus as he is. Captivate my heart. Verse 6. Father, I have manifest who you really are, and I have revealed you to the men and women that you gave to me. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have fastened your word firmly to their hearts. And we respond, we agree with Jesus. You have manifest and, re and revealed who the Father is to us. 
We have fastened your word firmly to our hearts. Verse 10. For all who belong to me now belong to you. Isn't that wonderful? I belong to the Father. You belong to the Father. Isn't that amazing? And all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Father, audience together, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Father and King Jesus, we belong to you. Jesus, may your glory be revealed through my surrendered life. Uh, let that sink in. His glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. You know, we surrender only to something that we find more worthy than anything else. You know? When you see Jesus, he, there's no question about surrender anymore. I mean, why wouldn't I surrender? Everything else is destructive, right? Okay? He's the only one that's pure, you know? And so there's a, there's a captivation. Surrender is, again, a response because we've seen the worth of Jesus far beyond our, anything else. Okay, verse uh, 13. But now I am returning to you. Uh, so, Father, I pray that they will experience the, and enter into my joyous delight in you so that it is fulfilled in them and overflows. And we respond, we agree with you, Jesus. We enter the experience of Jesus' joyous delight in the Father. Think about that. Consider that. I've, 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 every time I've read this so far, I'm like, Jesus... I would like to experience that. What is it like? The joyous delight Jesus has in the Father. They've had this joyous delight for eternity. Nothing separated that until the cross. But they have such joy, fun together. Okay, It's not a religious, stale thing. It is like, anyway, I, I still, I need much more revelation. And he says the Holy Spirit's coming to teach me. And I'm like, all right, I got something to look forward to, Right? And you and I do. Okay, next verse. Uh, verse 22. Uh, for, the, for the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. And our response? Jesus, we receive your glory today. We, re we receive together as one. Okay? We receive this gift, making us one together. Uh, verse 23, uh, you live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you have sent me, for they will see that you love them, love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have loved for me. Um, we agree, we respond, we agree with Jesus Live fully in us. Allow us to experience this perfect unity so that the world will be convinced that you sent Jesus. Um, verse 24. Father, I ask that you will allow everyone that you have given to me uh, to be with me where I am. Then, I will see, then they will see my full glory the very splendor you have placed upon me, because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. 
and we respond, we agree with Jesus. Let us see your full glory. Let us see the very splendor you have placed upon Jesus. Yeah, open our eyes. And last one, verse 26, I have revealed to them who you are, who you are, and I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them even as I live in them. And we respond, we agree with Jesus. Make the Father more real to me. We want to experience more of the same endless love you have for Jesus. Live inside of us, Jesus. So that's the desire of, our, of the Holy Spirit, is to reveal who Jesus is. And so we're going to put a couple questions on the board here. Um, and I think it's appropriate, as you've heard this, for you to respond out of your own heart for what you're hungry for. Okay, and we'll put some music we'll be playing in the background. And so do you just say to him, uh, express your hunger, ask him to reveal more of who he is to you, and then, um, yeah, we'll take a moment to do that, right, the next two or three minutes, and then, uh, um, yeah, I'll read a few other comments from the book of Revelations. Your love speaks a battle world And all the empty claims I've heard upon this earth Speaks righteousness for me And stands in my defense Jesus, it's your blood Your blood Your blood Speaks in battle world And all the empty claims I've heard upon this soul Speaks righteousness for me And stands in my defense Jesus, it's your blood
every bit of, of who you are, what you're doing. He says, I know your toils. He says, I know your patience. He says, I know you cannot bear with those who are evil. He says, I know you test those who call themselves apostles and found them to be false. He says, I know you are enduring patiently, bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. You know, he so identifies with our journey. He's not some far off, he's close. He's identifying with the pains, the challenges, and yet at the same time, he's not afraid to correct my heart. He says, but I have this against you that you've left your first love. You know, he corrects my heart. He wants my heart to be engaged and captivated with him. Not, yes, he's right there. He understands the pressure I'm under, the responsibilities, the, all that stuff. But yet he says, I want your heart. I want to be your, your you know, we're to be the bride, okay? He wants to be our, our bridegroom, that love affectionate at the heart level. Not a head, okay, but a heart level, okay? And my heart has been stirred. I've been actually reading uh, all the names in Revelation, all the names in the book of John, and I'm just stirred. He's amazing. He's more captivating every time, and he longs for all of us to have that captivation. I'll let some worship come. So we worship you today. Jesus, captivate our hearts
reveal Jesus' heart to us more and more. Even as we go this week, Father, we thank you for your anointing that goes with us. We thank you for your heart that goes with us. In Jesus' name, Lord, we love you with all of our hearts. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Worship, you can continue to lead us in worship. You're dismissed if you would like to pray.